0: Good morning, everyone. We are glad to see you this morning. I hope you came prepared to worship the Lord with us. Let's stand together and sing. He is good, and his faithfulness endures forever. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let
1: us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Let's try that again. This is the day that the Lord has
0: made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, you are good. Oh, the Bible says, "Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good."
2: I'm never nation. Every nation.
0: Continue to raise our hallelujah to him this morning and encourage you to join us in raising your hallelujah to the King of Kings.
3: I raise a hallelujah.
0: the Alpha, and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and we worship you today, Jesus. You may be seated as we continue singing praises to the Lord, or you can remain standing however you feel
3: comfortable worshiping. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, no.
4: Heavenly Father, we choose to worship you. We're reminded today that your name, your name is holy. Your name is above and beyond. Your name is close and inside. Father, we rest in the reality today that you are God and that we are not. That your heart and desire have a will for the entire human race, not just for us. So Father, today we open our hands and our head and our heart and our future and everything you have provided for us. We choose you again today. We choose to trust you when we just don't get it. We thank you. We all said. I'm going to read 1 Peter. This is out of the message. What a God we have. Some of you might want to sit down. This could be long. What a God we have. And how fortunate we are to have him. This father of our master, Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we have been given a brand new life and we have everything to live for including a future in heaven and the future starts today the future starts now God is keeping watch over us and the future God is keeping watch over us today and the future the day is coming when you will have it all the day is coming when you will have it all life healed and life whole I know how great this makes you feel even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure genuine faith your genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine when Jesus wraps this all up it's your faith not your gold that God will have on display as evidence of his victory When Jesus wraps this all up it's your faith not your gold that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. You never saw him yet you love him. You don't see him yet you trust him with laughter and singing because you kept on believing you will get what you're looking forward to you will get total, complete salvation. Because you keep on and keep on and keep on believing when it feels dumb, when it feels hopeless, because you keep on, keep on believing, you will get what you are looking forward to. Complete and total salvation amen it's him thank you Jesus We're dead
2: These are
1: song, it is a declaration of fact, a declaration of intent, declaration of reality that comes from the core of who we are as a praise offering to you. We, we raise this hallelujah up to you today. And you inhabit the praises of your people. You are here. And so for a few moments, we just soak in your presence because we need to today. We need you. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we need you you just wash over us with your presence right now? Encourage the discouraged. Bring hope to the hopeless. Sight to the blind. Strength to the weak. You are our all in all church. It's you and Jesus right now for a few moments. Talk to him right out of your own journey with your own words. Call out to him now, church. Call out to him.
5: throughout the week, every moment of every day, in the middle of the night. How awesome is it that we get to be here together on a Sunday morning and just getting to come together as one and to knowing that we're not alone. Um, Just pray, Lord, that you'll be with all the missionaries who are not in our country of freedom fighting for you, fighting for lives for you, that total amazing salvation that Pastor Todd read to us earlier how we can take that for granted here and just lay upon our hearts for those um, who are doing your work in other places even though we have our mission fields here but they have a mission field as well where they're literally dying for your name just be with um, everyone here who's led to give today who's led to um, sacrifice Something that you're asking them to sacrifice today to give to you because you will return so many times over. Just thank you for this day and be um, with Pastor Brian as he gives the word today and with us kids as we get to just continue to learn more about you. Amen. So we have um, one, technically two ish announcements. Uh, February 2nd, first Sunday in February. Most of you who are sports fans know what that Sunday is. So it's Super Bowl Sunday. With that being said, um, we are going to carry on our traditional Super Bowl party here. Um, it'll be here in the sanctuary with the nice big screen. Kickoff from what I understand is at 430, so feel free to come. Um, bring your favorite snack, as some of my friends like to say, your favorite Super Bowl food, whatever that might be. Just have fun fellowshipping. With that being said, um, there won't be the um, prayer meeting that night. So, because we know that families kind of have their traditions and what they like to do. So, you might need to be praying about your favorite team, I guess. <laughs> so, you can be praying about that. Um, but also, just keeping Easter Sunday in mind the vision of the 500. So, lives to be changed, saved. Uh, the people that's being laid upon your heart to ask to come here. And so just continue to keep that in mind. Thank you. And um, children offering, feel free. Children, come bring up your offerings. That'd be great. And we do have children's church today for pre-K through fifth grade. So we will um, see you guys in in the chapel. Thank you.
1: Last week we kicked off a a series where we're trying to get God's perspective on things. 2020 vision, right? God's perspective on things. And last week we attempted to try to understand God's perspective on us, the church. Does anybody remember the word that we landed on last week, that Greek word? Anybody remember that? Starts with a a c or sound, a sound of a C. It's actually a K, but kaleo. Kaleo was the word that we landed on. And, and it's the Greek word for called, right? And we looked at the two aspects of that word kaleo, how he called us or wooed us, beckoned us into relationship with him. Yes, that is kaleo. <clears throat> but then there's this other layer of kaleo, which is identification. Uh, we are identified by Him. After all, we do call ourselves Christians. And we explored what that meant, that that kaleo effect, okay, for us. So <clears throat> kaleo, that, that defines us, the, the found. Well, today I want us to understand God's perspective. we Try to understand God's perspective on the other group, the lost, those that are outside of the, those that have been caleoed, the lost. <clears throat> when I think about um, this group, there are two passages that immediately come to my mind. The first one is in Luke chapter 19 you can open that up. It's it's the story of Zacchaeus. I'm not going to read through it. I'm just going to simply tell the story. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Yes, we know the song, right? Okay, we know the song. So Zacchaeus was a tax collector working for the enemy, but he was collecting taxes from the Jews to give to Caesar and the Roman government so Zacchaeus was hated there was a special hatred for guys like him <clears throat> Jesus was coming into town and Zacchaeus gets wind of it and because he was a wee little man um, he runs ahead of the crowd and climbs up in a tree so that he can get a visual on this man named Jesus coming through. As Jesus is coming through, Jesus looks up in the tree, spots Zacchaeus, and says, Zacchaeus, come down. I must go to your house today. A declaration of intent on Jesus's part. I've, it's almost like he's saying, I've come right for you. The whole reason I've walked through this space today was to en- encounter you, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus and Jesus head off to Zacchaeus' house. They they have dinner together. You should know if you're reading the response of, of the the Kaleo or oh, really, I'm not gonna call them that, but is the response of the church folks of the day. Is oh, Jesus is hanging out with sinners. Ew. Jesus heads to Zacchaeus' house and in the midst of this dinner, Zacchaeus stands up and he's like, he begins to confess. I mean, he's like, I I know I've done wrong and I want to make it right. So I'm giving all this money to the poor and anyone that I have cheated, I'm going to repay that fourfold. And Jesus' response is, salvation has come to this house today. And it's the last verse of this story That I want us to look at in particular. For the Son of Man came. To seek and to save. The lost. We should. We should know. Fundamentally. That. Jesus came with this mission. In mind. It's core of who he is and it and it steers it drives him all the way to the cross through the cross through the resurrection and here we are today you and i sitting here today as a result of this missional reality that he came to seek and to save the lost The other passage, the main one I want us to look at today, it won't surprise you, I don't think. You back up a few chapters to Luke chapter 15. And it's necessary that we read the whole chapter. And I think you'll understand why. And anyone that's heard me preach out of this knows why. Luke chapter 15, right at verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So we're getting the same commentary from the church folks of the day. He's hanging out with sinners. We need to visualize this picture because what's happening in the moment absolutely matters and sets the stage for the stories that we're about to go through. So we're going to visualize on one side over here of Jesus, the church folks the religious leaders of the day. And over here, we got sinners and tax collectors who are gathering because they want to hear the words of Jesus as well. Jesus is standing in the middle, and He begins to tell these stories. And I fundamentally believe this, that as He's telling these stories, He begins to turn to this crowd right here. So as he's telling these stories, realize that, the, that they're directed at the religious folks. He says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders, does a post on Facebook And goes home, calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and, and says, Rejoice with me. I've I've found my lost coin. <clears throat> in the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. These first two stories, though they are different from each other, work together in, in, in a tandem here, setting the stage for the real for the real thing that he's wanting to communicate there are lost things a lost sheep and a lost coin and the owner of these things begins to search intently until they are found and when they are found there is a significant celebration they get that story they get these stories they understand the value the inherent value of these things a the lost sheep you better believe the shepherd is going to go find that or one of ten coins, the woman is going to find that there's There's intrinsic, inherent value in these things, and they're not just going to be thrown away, or whatever, we'll, we'll go buy another one, no big deal. No. There's intrinsic value <clears throat> to the owner. What they don't know, they don't realize, is He's just set them up. And He continues. <coughs> You see, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, watch me, and squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything there, was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs, of all things. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. No one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, Man, how many of my... Father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out, go back to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. While he's still a long way off, His father sees him and is filled with compassion for him and runs to him, ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son's trying to get out his speech that he's been practicing. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. We're going to have a feast. We're going to celebrate today. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. He comes near the house and he hears music and dancing, calls one of the servants to him and asks, what is going on? Your brother has come home. Your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. And the older brother became angry and refused to go to the party. So, father comes out to him and pleaded with him to come into the party. Look, all these years I've slaved for you. I've never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. And then when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, you're always with me. <clears throat> and everything that I have is yours. But you've got to understand something. We had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again, he was lost now is found folks we we experience something in these stories we begin to get god's perspective on the lost the tragedy in this story is that the found have lost perspective On the lost. The tragedy in this story is that the found has lost perspective on the Father's perspective on the lost. So much so that he has to, Jesus has to begin to tell some stories to try to open up the eyes of the found again. See, he's talking to the religious folks of the day who are frustrated and they're grumbling because sinners and tax collectors have, have shown up on the scene and are wanting, to, are wanting to hear Jesus. They don't realize. They don't realize that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. They don't realize that Messiah's, Messiah has this burning heart for the lost. They, ha- they, they, have, they have forgotten the intrinsic value of what has been lost. They're completely self-consumed. And you know what? You can sense in this story, Jesus is pointing it out. He's using this story to point out that they're just actually full of bitterness about all the years of, of obedience. He's pointing out to them, yeah, yeah, you, you, you've been... Obeying the law. But you've been doing so out of a darkened heart. Your heart hasn't been in it. You've really just been slaving away. In fact, that's the word that that the older son is using in the story. I've been slaving for you all these years. As Jesus is telling this story... Speaking on their behalf, highlighting their perspective on these folks over here. He's calling them out. There's intrinsic value in sinners. I want to repeat that again because for us church folks, that sometimes is hard to hear. So let me say it again. There is intrinsic value in sinners. I, I think we should be honest with ourselves today, church. See, we are the kaleo. We are the called. We've heard God's voice. We've responded. We've said yes to Him. We've, we've repented. We've asked for forgiveness. And, and we are in this thing called the church, the kingdom, the Claoed. And it doesn't take long, right, for us to end up sidestepping ourselves over here and we get self-consumed we get focused in on church things we get focused in on church people we get focused in on huddling up week after week or multiple times a week in fact we can get to the point where it's church people that's the only people that we're spending time with and when we do that, what happens is our backs start getting turned to Father's perspective, the Father's heart. And we fail to walk out His mission. He came to seek and to save the lost. We forget we were them. That was us. It doesn't matter how long we've been huddling up in this group. The reality is our starting point was, right? I don't care if you were raised in the church. I don't care if you showed up in church the day you were born. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This doesn't. I'm not saying that our that our huddles are inherently bad, but if this is all we're doing, I'm asking each one. I'm asking this of myself. I've got to start paying attention to who am I spending time with, because if it's a hundred percent here, how? Am I able to be the hands and the feet of Jesus here? It can't happen. If all I'm doing is this, there's never any time for this. Father's heart, the Father's perspective. There's such intrinsic value in these folks here that when he sees him, he goes running, running. He left the 100, he left the 99 to go after the one. God's perspective on the lost. The truth of it for me today is it cuts me it cuts me to the quick. Because the truth of me is I've man. Just God help me to turn around. God, help me to see the way you see and to have ears to hear. What do I need to hear? Maybe I just need to hear Zacchaeus' story. Because there's probably a why. There's probably a why inside of that story. Why why a, a Jewish person would step outside of that and, and enter into enemy territory and start friending the enemy and start working for the enemy. There's a why there. Instead of just hating him for it, what if I, what if I stepped into that arena a little bit with the intent on listening With the intent of understanding, with the intent of extending the grace and the love and the mercy of a loving father who so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. God did not just so love the good folks, God did not just so love the Jews. God did not just so love Israel. God did not just so love Abraham's descendants. God so loved... This is hitting me pretty hard today. I'm stepping on my own toes big time. Because I'm the guiltiest one in here today of this. Jesus, we've worshipped you today. <clears throat> we have called on your name. We have declared your praises. We've honored you today. In fact, we have wholly huddled with excellence today. It's it's true. you're here with us but we bring to you some uh, confession (coughs) even a little we need your help we need your help today see we've <clears throat> we've gotten so good at huddling up in our holy huddles week after week and it's and it's fun to be together and it's encouraging to be together it's it gives it brings strength it brings knowledge and wisdom and, and help and support and all these good things that we that we get out of our huddles and we, we need it <clears throat> but if we 're truthful about If I'm truthful about myself today. And as I say that, I'm inviting everyone and I can hear my voice to if you need to to do the same. If I'm truthful about myself today, I've done very poorly at engaging the lost. I've done poorly at seeing the lost the way you see them. In fact, as we dig through these three stories today, the thing that is really curious (coughs) about all three stories is that the lost were a part of the found before they were lost. The sheep was in the hundred. The coin was one of ten. The prodigal son was a son. We're not developing a theology with that today that is false. But what we are seeing, we're beginning to get your eyes on how you view sinners on how you view the lost. And it's, the truth is, it is flip-flop from our normal. Because our normal would be the lost is, certainly they've never been a part of who we are. We would not perceive them that way. We would not identify the intrinsic value that they have at that level we would simply see them as outsiders. That would be our norm. But you have a passion for all of humanity that is beyond our normal scope. That when an outsider comes to faith in you, they're not coming from the outside in according to these stories but they are somehow some way returning back to their original owner back to their original they're returning back to their creator and this is where we have really failed with our perspective as the church And yet, by your grace and your mercy, that has been our story. We were once outsiders, and you welcomed us home. I'm asking Jesus, I'm asking Holy Spirit that you will go beyond our inadequacies, go beyond our self-centeredness, our tendencies to turn in on ourselves and that you will give us eyes to see those that are around us. That up until this moment, we were viewing as outsiders, would you somehow change that to those are lost brothers and sisters that the Father loves passionately and inherently so much so that he would leave us behind to go and rescue them. I don't... I cannot speak on behalf of everybody else in this room, but Jesus, I need your help with this. I need your help with this. Help me to see the sinner with your eyes because in my confession, I'm telling you, they're hard to be around and they can make me uncomfortable, very uneasy. They can say things that are jarring to me And they can do things that are jarring to me. Why? Because sinners sin. That's what sinners do. And my journey was there, and I'm uncomfortable with what was there because I feel like my life has grown so much out of that space, and I'm I'm, I'm walking in a different space. The truth is I'm still your hands and your feet. I'm still your voice. And I need your eyes in this. I need your help in this. I need your direction in this. I need... I need you to give me the strength to take those uncomfortable steps into that space. Church, what I want to ask you to do right now is we're in prayer. I'm I'm hoping that you've been praying along with me. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you right now those that are in in your space, in your general space that would Qualify as the lost. It might be family that he brings to mind, someone in the family, a neighbor, co-worker. Or he might be saying to you, you have been huddling up so much that you don't have anybody around you and you're going to have to Take some steps outside of that normal. It's just you and the Holy Spirit right now. Ask, Ask Him about this. Spirit as you are speaking give us hearts and minds with the intent of walking out in obedience show us how to extend a hand a simple conversation a listening ear If necessary, give us the strength to take a few steps out of our very comfortable normal and begin to take some, some steps into the uncomfortable, following you and your heart into that space.
3: you and me. Sing with me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, stand and let's sing that one more time. Oh how he you and keep
1: you may the Lord make his face to shine on you be gracious to you may he fill you with his strength may he fill you with his passion for the lost strength to step out of your comfort zone a little bit may he give you his perspective on those that are around you Walk in the light as he is in the light this week. Have an amazing one. See you next Sunday.